Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we are blessed to have Brian Cluth back on the program. Uh, we interviewed Brian a while back over the phone from the States, and he's visiting us down under here in Australia, all the way from uh, Colorado Springs. Welcome to Australia, Brian. Hey, it's been, it is wonderful to be here. Uh, I've enjoyed the two weeks. I've uh, had the chance to speak about 25 times in three cities and met a lot, of, a lot of Australians, and they've all been wonderful. So thanks for having me on. And how's the weather been? The weather's been good, no rain, uh, but some people say they want the rain, but uh, a lot of sunshine for me as a visitor and uh, tourist. Uh, it really wasn't much of a tourist, more of a servant of the Lord, but uh, it's great to be here. Wonderful. Now, Brian um, has uh, authored a book called The Spiritual Journey to a More Generous Life, which is like a 40-day devotional about finances, kind of like the financial version of the purpose-driven life, many people say. Uh, and uh, you pastor a church over in Colorado Springs. Uh, let's find out a bit about your background. Uh, whereabouts did you grow up? Uh, did you grow up uh, as a Christian, or was there a conversion experience yeah, for you? I, uh, for me, I grew up near uh, Chicago uh, by one of the Great Lakes, Lake Michigan, in a city called Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And I uh, was not a Christian growing up, but I was a churchgoer. So we went to church, but I didn't know God. I didn't know Christ in a personal way. Uh, the church I went to, we didn't ever really use the Bible. And so it really wasn't until I was 21 that I came to an understanding of of how God, how much he really loved me and uh, how much he was willing to become real in my life. And I gave my life to Christ at 21. And uh, it's been a real adventure these uh, these years. And God has been very faithful to me, very exciting life. So uh, when you gave your life to Christ at the age of 21, uh, did many people notice? <laughs> oh, they, uh, they, they noticed... Um, I was quite a pagan, uh, you know, I was big into the drinking and the running around and the partying and all those things, and suddenly I had a new heart and a and new language, <laughs> I, I, uh, I, I, my language cleaned up, my life cleaned up, and uh, there was really a pretty big transformation and people were pretty shocked at this uh, new Brian Cluth, uh, but Second Corinthians 5.17 says, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, behold, old things pass away, or old things pass away, behold, all things become new, and and I truly became a brand new person. And uh, in between becoming a Christian and becoming a pastor, what happened then? <laughs> well, that was a long journey. I never planned to be a pastor. I was uh, in business for a number of years. I worked with a Christian camp for about 10 years. Uh, headed out, I was a CEO of a national organization for six years. And then God called me to be a pastor about 10 years ago. And uh, and I ultimately said yes to that call. And, and I've been part of a wonderful church in Colorado Springs, Colorado, uh, right at the base of Pikes Peak. It's a big mountain there. And uh, so uh, I, I've enjoyed that uh, these 10 years as a pastor. Now, obviously, um, the area of, of financial teaching and uh, explaining what the Bible says about finances is, is, a, is a strong point for you in your ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned to me uh, that statistically your church is one of the highest percentage giving churches around the place. Uh, yes, uh, we're, we're, we're very blessed with people that have learned to be generous. And what I tell people is, is generosity is something you do learn. You're not born that way. And the congregation I'm part of, we really uh, encourage people to uh, give to God and to be faithful in that. And so uh, a couple of different studies. About five years ago, we did a study, and 76% uh, of our people uh, give at least 10% or more to the Lord's work. And uh, in a more recent study, about 68% uh, give to the Lord faithfully. And uh, so I'm real proud of my congregation and just uh, their generosity to the things of God. It's been real special to be their pastor. And uh, Barna Research has an average 
for yeah, but, evangelicals but, in Australia. In yeah, in the, in the states, uh, they say about twenty three percent of Christians would give ten percent or more. Uh, some people even put it much lower. Uh, I've seen uh, statistics as low as five percent. Uh, but uh, but so the whole idea of, of faithfully and systematically giving to God at least 10%, and I encourage people, that's the starting point. That's not the end end line. Uh, my daughter's a, a, kind of a little track star. She's 13 years old, and she starts at the uh, starting blocks and finishes at the uh, finish line 100 meters later. And when I tell people about giving to God, I say, you know, giving 10% is the starting blocks. But it's certainly not the finish line. And so uh, you really want to excel in the grace of giving and, and just learn to live a generous life. And uh, one of your other quotes is uh, giving to God is like buttoning a shirt. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is like buttoning a shirt. I've been uh, teaching here in Australia, and I've been up in front of lots of people, and I'll actually intentionally button my shirt wrong. I'll take the, I'll take the, the uh, first button, and I'll put it in the second hole. And so there's kind of, I have a strange, people kind of look at me kind of strange. And, uh, and I'll say, oh, hey, thanks for telling me that, uh, you know, I have the button in the wrong hole. Then I try to take it and I, and I put the other button in the other wrong hole. And then I, my shirt is a mess. I mean, everything, there's like all this pressure and this tension and it doesn't look right. And I tell people, you know, when it comes to dressing, it's very important to get the first button in the right hole. If you don't, everything else is a mess. And I said the same thing with your finances. If you don't learn to give to God, you know, everything is a mess. And it doesn't matter how much money you make. Uh, you, it's like never enough, and there's pressures and there's problems. So I really encourage people, I say, learn to give to God first. And when you get that button right, that giving button right, then everything else begins to fall in line after you do that. And so those of you that are listening, uh, you know, where do you put your giving button? Is it down the line or is it the very first thing? Uh, If it's the first thing, keep it up. And if it's not, hey, you know what? You want to relieve that pressure you're feeling? Give to God first and God will help you uh, with the pressure you're feeling in your finances. Now, Brian, um, I read a survey recently of the top five reasons why people don't like going back to churches. Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Sorry, we just had someone visit us in the studio. We might just start there again. Um, Brian, I read a survey recently of the top five reasons why people don't go back to churches. Uh, one of them was because they talked about money too much. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and it's interesting, you know, a lot of people listening to this might be thinking, oh, you see those televangelists on TV asking for money all the time. Does that mean we shouldn't talk about it in our churches, do you think? Well, here's the reality. When people get turned off by, by talking about money, the reason they get turned off is, is the church is always talking about what they're going to get and you know their needs and they need to fix their building and their budget and all in their bills and uh, what I've learned in life is that's not what the, that's not what you're talking about uh, what you're trying to do is help people understand the word of God you're trying to help them understand biblical financial principles in all aspects of finances from the Bible uh, so that their lives are better off and then so that's the goal that the word of God uh, is given to people in such a way and that's you know this little generous life book that you have uh, there's 400 scriptures there's 40 biblical principles that would guide someone's finances and so you have it in a written format but everybody listening right now they can get this in a uh, in the e-devotional on a website format and you can go to givewithjoy.org givewithjoy.org you can just sign up just a uh, first name and a and an email and uh, no one's ever going to ask you for money so that's 
that's not what this is about. But it'll give you 40 days of, devo- of this devotional, and it'll give you 400 scriptures on finances. Uh, and, uh, and what are the biblical principles that should govern your finances? And when churches take that attitude, that the reason uh, they're going to teach on finances is to help the people, then everything changes. There, there's, a, there's a thankfulness. There's a gratefulness for, wow, they're really helping me. But when churches are always talking about money just for what they're going to get, nah, yeah, I, I kind of agree with people. It's, it's kind of hard. But when you're teaching people to be generous and to learn to trust God and to learn to manage their finances wisely, boy, we all need to hear that, especially in these days. With recession, hey, you need to recession-proof your finances, and you, and you need to do it with, by uh, learning biblical truth and then applying it. Now, Brian, I got so excited at the start of the interview, I forgot to introduce my co-host, Wes Leak, who's like the Brian Cluth of Australia, uh, CEO of uh, Business Blessings. He's better looking than I am. Uh, you know, and he does have a great face for radio. <laughs> he does, that's right. Uh, so, uh, Wes, uh, join us in the conversation. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. It's great to be here. Brian, I'm conscious that you haven't always been a generous person, that this is something that you have learned. How, how did you start on that journey? Well, I, you know, I, Wes, I appreciate that question. You know, I, I grew up, I was so materialistic, and I was such a taker, and I was such a wanter. I always wanted. I, I, it's like I can never be satisfied. You know, if I got something, I wanted another something. If, if I, I wanted things that were newer and shinier and faster and, and more expensive and all of that. And so, you know, I just couldn't be satisfied growing up. And no matter how much I got, there was an emptiness inside of me. You know, materialism and consumerism, it really fails you. Because you think, well, if I get this stuff, then I'll be happy. And you get, you, you get it, and you're not happy. And you think, oh, I, I need more stuff. <laughs> and it's just a lie. And, and uh, so ultimately, I discovered that Christ is the one that could satisfy. He's the one that could give me abundant life. He's the one that could fill my empty, broken heart. Uh, he's the one that could change me. And so really discovering who Christ was, uh, really was an amazing thing. And, and you and I have been talking about this, but, but the amazing thing about the Lord is, is, is our generosity journey always starts with things that we give him. And, uh, and, and what I realized was I, my, my generosity journey started with giving him my sin. And, and so, you know, our sin deserves condemnation and damnation. But when we give Christ our sin, I just said I gave him my sin, what I received was not condemnation and damnation. What I received was, was salvation and liberation. So this amazing journey of, of learning to be a generous person begins when we give whatever we have, even our brokenness to God, or the little bit of money we have, or a little bit of whatever we have, and as we give to God, there's a grace that comes to our life. There's there's a kindness, there's a love that comes from God that's amazing. So I gave my sin to God, and I received a liberation. I, I received a freedom. I received salvation. What wonderful things! And uh, and then as I learned to begin to give my money to God, even when I didn't have very much. I mean, when I first started giving to God, I had a I had an empty checkbook. I had a little paycheck. And I had a big pile of bills. I mean, that's the wrong combination. That, that's not good. But I said, okay, God, I'm going to start. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to f- first give to you. First check I write, I'm going to give to you. I know I don't use a lot of checks here anymore, but uh, for me at that time, I, I wrote a check. And, and I began to say, God, I'm going to honor you whenever I get paid. And so, you know, I, I started my journey when I had more month than I had money. And, and when I had all kinds of financial problems. But I, I started and, and saw God's grace and God's help in my life. What an amazing, amazing God we serve and that we love and who loves us. 
And uh, Brian, I think that's a key thing. Today we're looking at a society that has very high debt levels. Uh, they've got more month than money. The bills are higher. And so our giving tends to go by the way. But in reality, our giving needs to be the first thing that we're doing. Yeah, I, I've sat with many people, tens of thousands of dollars in debt. So they give me a list of all their bills, and then they give me a list of their income, and then they'll give me the list of their budget, and they give me a list of their assets. And they'd be in my office, and I'd say, okay, here's the first question about getting out of this mess. Uh, will you give to God? And they look at me like I'm crazy. And they're like, well, no, look, at, we're in a, this terrible, terrible mess, and you're telling me to give to God? I say, you know what? You need all the help of heaven. You need to invite your Heavenly Father into your financial picture to begin to give you wisdom and encouragement and provision. And uh, and so I've seen people start to give in the midst of their debt, and, and God helps them change their lifestyle. Uh, he helps them to make uh, wiser purchases. He he makes unique provisions in their life. And and But it starts with, okay, honoring God with what we have, getting the first button right, you know, making sure that your financial buttons are right and giving to God first. And then you see everything else begin to come in order. And I've had other people in debt, and they say, well, I'm not going to do that. And they stay in debt, and it gets worse and worse. So I've just seen so many people that have started honoring God, and it's amazing the stories that they have to tell. Because really what we're doing is we're inviting God to come in and we're partnering with him to manage the money that he's entrusted to exactly, us. Exactly, exactly. And it's allowing the supernatural to start to work and operate in our lives in amazing ways. You have an amazing testimony about how God spoke to you about giving away a car. Oh, Would yes. you like to share that? With <laughs> well, me? that was about a year ago. I was having, I was reading my Bible one morning and, uh, I, all of a sudden, I felt prompted by the Lord to give away my car, and the car was just a few years old. It was a nice car. I liked it. It was a station wagon, and what the story was is we were helping a woman in our church. Her husband was sent to prison, uh, and uh, she had it was her and six children. They were all eight years and younger. And she didn't have a job, and her husband's in prison. Someone had given her a vehicle, but it was a, a bigger vehicle, like a SUV truck, and she couldn't really afford to pay the gas. And my car, my vehicle was much more affordable. So I said to my wife, I said, honey, I think, I think God wants me to give away my car. Uh, and she said, well, that's great. Just don't give away my van. <laughs> and so I, I called this uh, lady. Actually, actually after t- one other part of the story is very important. So I, I'm talking to my wife, and the phone rings, and another fellow from an, a thousand miles away, or you know, whatever, that's, how many kilometers away, a lot, of, a lot of kilometers away, calls me and said, hey, Brian, I need some advice about buying a truck. And uh, he was going to go into debt for the truck. And I said, don't go into debt. You know, pray and trust God to provide you a truck. And and so we actually prayed on the phone, and so uh, I prayed with him and hung up. Anyway, I called this. I called this gal. I said, you know, I'll, I'm willing to give you my vehicle, and just I'll give you mine, and I'll take whatever you have. I just knew it was a big vehicle, and it turned out it was a, it was a truck. So I gave her my vehicle, and I got this truck, and I was driving it home. But I didn't want this big truck, and all of a sudden I thought of this fella that had called me from a long ways away, and uh, and I said. Uh, uh, you know, I, I called him. I said, Steve, I have a truck for you, and, uh, and, and there's a snowstorm coming to Denver, and they're going to close the airport, and I'm supposed to come to your city uh, tomorrow, so I'm going to drive this truck, this, you know, 1,000 U.S. miles, whatever number of kilometers that is, to you and give it to you. And so my whole family, we all jumped in the, this SUV, big SUV truck. We drove it to him. We gave it to him. We then stayed with friends, and they he had lost his job. He needed to sell his car, and we had enough money in our checkbook to buy his car for the amount of money he needed, and we drove that home. So within 48 hours, 
uh, we helped a family, a single mom with six children. We helped a missionary couple that worked at a Christian camp. We gave them a truck. We helped a family that was really struggling financially. We gave them money, and then we drove home their car. And so God blessed four families because, you know, learning to be open-handed in this tight-fisted world. I tell people, you need to learn to be open-handed in a tight-fisted world uh, because there's no telling what God's going to lead you to do and how he's going to bless you and how he's going to make you a blessing to others. I believe blessings are to flow through us, not just to us. Now, Brian, you're um, sharing quite openly about how you have a relationship with God. You you pray to him, he speaks to you, you're prompted by him. Um, There are people listening now that don't have that. They're disconnected from God. They're far away from God. And do you want to just share with those listeners how they could reconnect with God, how they could get the relationship with God going again? Oh, I'm glad to do that. Uh, you know, it's, it's really an, an amazing journey uh, that starts with a prayer. Uh, the Bible says, to as many as received him, he gives them the right or the privilege to become children of God. We are created by God. We were created for God, but all of us go astray. I went astray for 21 years of my life. You know, those of you listening, you've gone astray for whatever number of years of your life. And the amazing thing is when we recognize that we've gone astray, we recognize that we've kind of broken the heart of God who created us and made us, and we, we recognize what Jesus did for us on the cross, and we say, Lord Jesus, you know, I'm a sinner, and I need a Savior, and would you come into my life? I give you my sin. I give you my life. And the Lord says, yes. And he comes in, and he begins this amazing journey where where you not only have eternal life, where you will live forever, but the Bible even says that you'll, in John 10.10, 10, you'll have abundant life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that he'll make you a brand new person. The Bible says in Ezekiel that he'll give you a new heart and a new mind and new desires. In the past, you wouldn't be interested in spiritual things, and suddenly when you receive Christ, suddenly there's a hunger for 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 Christians and for understanding the Bible and for a church family that will encourage you and help you along. So that's how I began my journey, but you could begin your journey the same way, one prayer away from receiving this Christ who created you, who made you, who loves you, loves you who died on the cross for you, who is willing to come into your life and be real to you. Well, Brian, uh, I am inspired, and I'm sure many people listening will uh, be going through that process now, reconnecting with God. Uh, I reckon you're a history maker, mate. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks. Great being here. And once again, uh, the website for people to download that ebook. What's the website? The, uh, it's an e-devotional, and go to givewithjoy.org. Givewithjoy.org. You put your name, your first name in and an email, and for 40 days you'll get an email that will give you those 400 scriptures, the 40 biblical principles. Uh, there will be no requirements quest for any money, nothing like that. It'll just be something to help you. And, uh, and I trust that, that you'll, you'll do that. Go to givewithjoy.org and start your journey. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And before you go, can you just say good day, mate? Good day, mate. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> that brings us to the end of this week's show. You can listen to this interview again or any of our other interviews. Simply go to historymakersradio.com. Thanks for joining us. History Makers.